0: What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing?
1: Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. And, well, at first I have to apologize, it's been a couple of months, I know. And the reason that is, is I've just been really busy with projects. And there's also a few exciting announcements that we'll have in the coming months, which will will discuss with you once once they've happened. I don't want to give anything away. With that said, I want to get into today's episode, and that's going to focus on my interview with Grog. If you remember, I interviewed Grog to discuss the edit button, which was a comedy video exploring, I guess, the absurdity of expectations within the editing community of what our tools can do for us. So recently, Grog's team... They reached out to me and they said they had a new one that they wanted me to check out and that's the edit touch button and so what you can do you can go to aotg.com grog and you'll see the latest video of their edit button and which is now mobile and then listen to the interview because we discuss various things that will give away some of the, the humor in this so in this interview i have carl weimer i have anton thalner and Jake Rasmussen. They are the three guys who make up grog. And here's my interview with them. I guess, what was it that encouraged you or made you want to revisit Cooper Kingston?
2: He was the the character that we had in the first two. So it was only natural to have him come back to be the voice of the third. But I don't know... I feel like the tutorials should be with an Australian accent because there's just so many of those, just like a kid in Australia who's just way better at
0: yeah. you know, doing whatever you're trying to figure it's out. Just to like, it's just a dumb inside joke that we've always had and like we just felt that the joke is not over yet and we had to bring it back for a third, but had to revamp it in a way that was completely different and kind of a, a new twist on it. And we've kind of improved in our storytelling abilities and I've improved in my animation uh, and graphic design a little bit. So kind of just wanted to challenge ourselves and Uh, try to see how how far we could push the joke and uh, spin it in a new
1: light. So what is it that you guys tackle in this one that what do you guys do in this video for us?
3: The first two are all on a desktop and like as if it's a real computer app and this third one is all on the iPad or a tablet. So it's more Mm -hmm. like a touch interface. So this one's called edit button touch. And a lot of the jokes that we, we tackle on this one are kind of left over from the second one that we didn't get to do. So we didn't get to do lighting in the second one with, like, um, studio lighting. We wanted to, to do something with that, incorporating props within the scene and changing mood with emojis and stuff. So those are some, like, leftover ideas that we didn't really get to do in the first two. Or I think, in a way, we were kind of doing it better. Like, um, we looked at some of the comments from the first two and, and saw that people wanted... 4k and we responded it for like a real company with this app and we we gave them what they what they wanted yeah and also just kind of wanted to push the boundaries
0: of how like again how far we could take it in terms of augmenting reality and and uh kind of messing with your mind and almost getting kind of existential with it uh that was kind of a fun thing to to do and then of course being in the mobile world that's the direction that we we felt like we we're going and you know people are constantly have their noses and their cell phones and tablets, so we thought, oh well of course we have to poke fun at this and use emojis and stupid things like that to you know bring it into the edit button.
1: You're a three piece comedy troupe here. So how do you tackle coming up with the creative ideas and and executing them as a group?
0: We actually also are on uh, three different points uh in the US now so we're in Philly, New York, and L.A., so we completely are remote at this point. So we use Google Docs a ton to collaborate, and we just kind of...
3: We had Skype calls like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> and
0: uh, other than that, we kind of just figure it out as we go, and we have group texts and kind of just whenever someone has a silly, dumb idea, we'll just shoot it out there, and and just kind of... Uh, we would just workshop pretty much always remotely, and, and on the small chances whenever we get to get back together, um, whenever we're back home... We'll just shoot as much as we possibly can, uh, just create content.
3: And a lot of it is based in that group chat where we would come up with ideas. Because I think we've been working on this for the last maybe four or five months at this point, where it's been a lot. Like we rewrote an original script that wasn't a, a touch application, like a tablet application, and then we realized like this isn't any different than the first two. We got to make a completely new one that's that's not even competing with the first two. Something brand new idea. So we kind of reworkshopped it over the course of a month or two and open Google yeah. docs.
1: So what was it about the tablet? Like, what is it that made you guys say, okay, we have to poke fun at the tablet market here?
3: Well, it was, it was going to be for
2: phones originally, but we figured that there was a, there was more of an opportunity for just the layout would look, I think Anton would probably be able to yeah, explain I'd this say, a lot better. Screen yeah.
0: Space. <laughs> screen space was a big, a big decision to go from a verse tablet versus a, a phone. But like I said, in general, we just we knew, you know, we wanted to kind of play with the idea of, you know, everything's gone mobile nowadays. Who needs to edit? Who uses their computer to edit anymore? Like, come on with all these, you know, that there already are Final Cut Pro and Photoshop apps now for all these for these devices. So, of course, everything's trying to go to the mobile world. So we had to, of course, bring the edit button to that edit button. We pretend that it's a real company. If edit button was real, what would they do? They would come out with a mobile software and it would work kind of like this. And we kind of just made, we kind of make these fake rules for ourselves. We put, we put this edit button universe, like what, what can it do? What can it do? What limitations are there? And it's kind of fun once we set those up to then push the boundaries and kind of see where we can go with it. And that's kind of our development process. Just throwing ideas out there, like, would it do this? Would it do this? How would it work? And we kind of shoot some things down, play with ideas, and just go from there.
1: Now, one of the things I have to ask, there's been many times where I'm like, this will never happen, or this tool is like a dream, and it'll never happen, and then eventually it exists. So my thought being, you know, when I got distorted audio as an editor, I was like, well, it's gone. (laughs) It's distorted, you're not going to be able to use it, and now we have something like Isotope, where you can repair distorted audio. So how much do you think of this tool that you've created for the iPad uh, in your you know universe here mm. how much do you think is actually going to be possible in the coming years and what do you think is going to become possible mm. that's, that's well
2: it's it's yeah. interesting to see that 360 video is becoming a thing right now I mean you can't turn it through editing just like a regular video into 360 like we do on the um, on the uh edit button but that's that's already like kind of i'm seeing more and more of that now yeah i think
0: like, I, I think we're predicting the future we got yeah. we it off. everything's, I,
3: everything's I, gonna be possible i, I remember when uh, uh, adobe announced that in premiere i think it was about two years ago at this point now when they with the, with the morph cut when you yeah. blend shots together and i as soon as i saw that i thought immediately like this is the edit button. Like, I think that was around the time when we made the second one, and I was thinking to myself, like, this is getting crazy. And I, I remember also seeing someone sent me a link recently to this this camera that's I think it takes up the whole room and it films everything in 3D space, so you can manipulate the angle, kind of like how we do in this one. Um, I think it's still in like testing mode or, or something like that, but it's it is becoming more and more possible, and it's kind of crazy. Like some of the stuff is clearly going to be impossible, like changing mood of an actor. But there, with the camera, like, with the advance of uh, technology over time, like, I feel like some of this stuff might might be actually plausible over time.
1: Well, and I think, like, the camera, that um, you can now change the focus in post.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's, like, it's a multi-sensor. Somehow you you capture all this data and you can wrap, you can actually change your focal length, Which is crazy. Dial it in in post because all that data is there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what... Uh, we, were,
3: we were rushing to get this done as soon as possible because... If we release it next year, who knows if, if this <laughs> be funny anymore? Because it's actually true.
1: Well, and that's and that's the thing. Like you have, oh, what are those? Some of the editing tools out there, like iMovies on the iPad, and I could I could almost see a mood option there, where you could change moods. Yeah, yeah. and you
0: that's sp- also what we're going for. Like these these software that put when they you know when these companies make the software for the phone and for the iPad, they dumb it down so much. Like you kind of yeah. lose that creative it's like you know the final cut x you know
3: yeah let me do
0: to it like let's make it easy for the for any dummy so that's why what we're also poking fun at like you know the emoji just drag and drop some smiley face and that's like that's all you need is an edit <laughs> you just need buttons and 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 drag and drops so we're definitely purposefully making fun of that because it's all you know it's it's the edit button i think the biggest joke you know going off what we were just talking about is like especially working in visual effects and seeing from the inside out like what people think is possible and what is because i mean you know the technology that even today that we have like a lot is possible but it you know with work with with vi- you know high end visual effects and talented artists like pretty much you can do whatever you want anything's possible but the difference is that it takes hours and weeks and weeks and h- hundreds of artists to do what you know the amazing stuff that you see out there and people don't realize that they say oh there's got to be a button for that right so that's kind of the core of our beliefs is that just like oh yeah there's just a button for that it's
2: yeah. funny i got a request just the other week when i was working on this thing someone was really nervous when they were on camera and someone else said like oh no he can edit that out he can like just having <laughs> no idea yeah it, like, no i can't I don't actually use the edit button. That doesn't
0: actually exist. It's kind of a scary, sad thing that, like, oh my gosh, there like people really will watch this edit button video and not think twice and just say, "Oh, I guess that's real."
1: Where can I pick one up? Yeah,
0: <laughs> but we have the website. We have the uh,
2: yeah. the, the website where you can. Uh, I'm making air quotes, but you know, you can download it.
1: Yeah, just paperware. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what we love when people g- get in on the joke. We love comments and responses when people act like it's real. They, they kind of, the audience can feel like they're in on it if they get it. So I think that's one of the big appeals for, especially for kind of nerds like us who can watch a video like this and then comment and say, oh, hey man, like I got the next version, but uh, I'm having oh, trouble. Like, you know, like people, people like to play along with it.
3: But when people do that, it's also funny because the other half who are watching it, <laughs> who don't get the joke, read those comments and think, Again, we're like, confused. <laughs> they're kind of, I think they're confused. And someone wrote on Reddit that we were being mean they thought we were being mean about this video and I don't think we're we're not trying to be mean it's just funny to us like I love making videos that are that could be it could trick an audience thinking like it looks so real and the way that the the narrator is reading it so mundane like and like the way it's not over the top it's kind of slow like a normal tutorial Mm -hmm. I think that just adds to the humor
1: so to touch on things you guys have sort of expanded more and more into your career so what have you learned from your process as a troop here, as a group, that you apply in your day-to-day work?
0: I think it probably goes both ways. There's a lot we learn in our day-to-day that we apply to our trio and then vice versa coming back. So, I mean, definitely on this project, we were way more organized than we've been in the past in terms of just keeping like a schedule and communicating and doing iterations of development and really questioning like, all right, wh- how can we improve upon this and make this the next Level thing and like doing, we you know we'll we'll work with treatments now. So we're we're kind of trying to just even among ourselves be more uh, you know act as a production company, a yeah, mini before, production. Com-
3: yeah, when we were doing it before, I think it was more. Like, I think it was more of a hobby, and also it was just, like, we just said it, it was fun to do these videos and whatnot. Like, when we made the first one, we didn't know how many people would enjoy the joke as much as we did. We thought it was just something that we make for fun. But I think over the years, like, I, I mean, we've taken a lot, like what Anton said, like, to kind of repeat him, is just, yeah, we have are taking it more seriously now and um, are much more organized. And we kind of wanted to just outdo ourselves from the first two, because I, I watched them, I was like, we can do something a lot better now, because we've learned so much in the past. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first one came out four years ago, we've learned so much in the past year alone, Mm -hmm. that we could really improve it and make it a lot better, I think. And I think it was just a way like, in a way, we're kind of updating the first one and making it the next level, like what we can show off what we can do now.
1: And so what are some of the videos outside of the edit button that you think people should be Checking out on your channel.
3: Well, we're doing a thing called Year of Grog right now. And a- each month, we're coming out with a new video. Um, so this was May's video. And before that, we put up some videos like, Will You Be In Our Movie? where we green screen strangers on a street to be in a-, a short film with us? And they don't know what the background is going to be. Um that one's fun. A is one where we record my sleep talking and then we wrote a script around what I said in my sleep and I acted out like lip syncing it wise.
1: So sort of like uh, drunk history. It's sort of like, yeah, drunk, but it's yeah, kind of like that. Talking.
3: Yeah. And so we put my, we put myself in like different scenarios where like in this one, I'm on a date with somebody and I'm, and she's responding normally, but I'm, I'm sleep talking and, but I'm clearly awake, but it's just lip syncing. Those are some fun ones that we have done in the past. We're working on June's video now and, and then we'll, it will go throughout the rest of the year so this was just one of our our 12 videos that we're going to be releasing this year so yeah to kind of go about what i said before it's like we are taking a little bit more we're kind of taking a step forward here and kind of updating some of our older work and showing what we can do trying to turn this into
2: a career you know so you got to be a little bit more serious about it and just like hey every once in a while we'll make a video
1: well that's that's the trouble with uh with doing something online is you have to be consistent right you have to be consistently putting stuff out or else you'll lose the audience
3: they usually say like once a week is great and it's really hard because now that we work and also on top of that we're all in different locations it's hard to do that but i think we're trying to stick with the schedule of just once a month at at most so we're kind of a little bit consistent with with posting videos
1: so, what do you see as the the future of Edit Button? I
3: don't know.
2: Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, we could make an update in this universe, or in or in the Edit Button universe. In, in
0: the this, Edit Button
1: universe. Yeah, mm, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I think
0: we at some point we got to reconvene and and ask ourselves like, have we beat the dead horse, or can we, <laughs> can we come up with more? Because a lot of people I talk to about it have you know everyone sees this and has a million more ideas like oh, you guys should have talked about green screen we didn't do we didn't even talk about green screen, and there's this yeah. huge misconception of how a green screen works. We could totally make a whole video just on that like that would be t- hilarious, so I think there's definitely something out there, but we always want to keep stuff fresh, so
3: yeah it might be it might be like this might maybe be the last edit button, but what if i mean we could just Turn Cooper into a video tutorial guy and do a different program for just audio or just green screen or just visual effects. Maybe there's a separate, maybe there's a separate application for that. You know.
1: I have one last question that I would like to ask everyone, but I asked it to you guys last time, so I'm gonna have to ask. What's your favorite guilty pleasure YouTube channel to watch? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
0: guilty pleasure. Hmm. Listen. All right, I'm going to be a nerd. I'm going to say uh, Andrew Kramer of VideoCopilot.net yes. YouTube channel. <laughs> I watched that way too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, as the, as the effects animation guy, I watch way too many video tutorials that, of course, it, we had to make this edit button fake video tutorial because it's just ingrained in your mind. If you, if you are any type of editor or animator or whatever, everyone's watched that boring tutorial and uh, you totally you know that that vibe that we're hitting there. So and I think Carl does such a good uh, good job with that voiceover and just making it sound so natural. Like that was so that was so important to us this time to just really hit the, that intonation. And I think he really nailed it. What's yours, Carl?
2: Guilty Pleasure YouTube channel is that that's um, I don't know. I don't know if I. I I don't know if I have guilty pleasures. You know, if I like something stupid, I I, I just like it. You know, there's no, (laughs) there's no real guilt involved, (laughs) but, um, I I think last time you asked us, um, what was our favorite guilty pleasure movie? And and we ended up talking about the room for a while, I think (laughs) (laughs) that was, but I don't know. Jake, do you have anything?
3: Um, I, I have two channels. One is not really guilty pleasure. I love this channel. It's just called now you see it. And it's all about film, it's like like video essays about, um, it goes in depth about different subject with film and video, and it's really interesting to talk about like comedy and video, and they talk about improv and different editing techniques, it's really interesting. But my guilty, my actual guilty pleasure, I I don't know why I can't stop watching these videos, but there's this guy, TechRacks, he just smashes phones, every video is like, don't put your phone in boiling water, and... I'm like, oh, it's such clickbait material, but I'm like, I got to see what happens. Every time the phone obviously breaks and sometimes catches on fire, but it's just so, I don't know what it is about it. I just can't stop watching them. It could be something we can go into with Cooper Kingston someday. Maybe he gets mad at the edit button and puts his phone in boiling water.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much guys for letting me interview you again. Yeah, no
3: problem. I
1: have-, have to do it. So that was my interview with the Grog team. Now you're probably worried that we're going to have a lot of time between this interview and the next. But we actually have several interviews in the can, so don't worry, there's more coming, and we'll be posting them soon. So I'd like to thank Jake, Anton, and Carl, the guys who make up Grog. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.